millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Alcatraz opened in 1934. I arrived in 1935. And I'm still here. I'm Charlie the Bagman Paglin. And I'm dead. Tune in every fortnight to hear about some of the nastiest inmates The Rock has had. Learn about Alcatraz, about me and the fun I have with ghost hunters. I'm behind I'm you, Baggins. Episode 1 is about Al Capone, the banjo playing, tax dodging numpty. Join me, Charlie, from the 6th of October on Infernal Souls and Eternal Arseholes. Available on ACAS, Spotify, and most other podcast players. What is this? Kiwina? Kiwina. You live in Wisconsin. It's really good, though. What kind of pronunciation was that? Leave me alone. guys. Hey. Welcome back to Taboos. We are so excited to have you. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, I love that you got the sing song going on. Yeah. It's the one and only. That doesn't happen very often. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Welcome back to spooky season. We are in week four. This is our second to last spooky season episode. Oh, hey, episode 10. Oh, yeah. It is our episode 10. Whoop, whoop. Woohoo. Yeah. Additionally, so not only is this our 10th episode, our fourth episode of Spooky Season, also, you guys, since Satanism was released, we have hit a thousand listens. You guys are amazing. We are just absolutely floored by the reaction from you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for all of the support and all of the shares and all of the love that you guys have shown us. Like we just started this for literal shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. And to know that so many of you like us, that is really cool. Like, I think that's really cool. I agree. So much so that you gave us a thousand listens in just about two months. I think that is magical. I really do. I think you're magical. I think you're magical. Oh my God. When I compliment you, turning it around and saying it again is not a compliment. Yes, it is. I just said you're fucking magical. Look at what I deal with for you guys. (laughs) It's true. She really puts up with me. So yeah, welcome back. Here we are. Uh, Would you like to inform our lovely listeners what we are going to be discussing today? However, oh, we must first. Yes. Discuss what we're drinking. Good call. Thank you. I almost, you guys, I almost lost my shit there for a second, but then I remembered what we're really here for. 
talking about the alcohol. I was actually about to say I'd prefer to talk about what we're drinking first. See, this is why I have her. She keeps me in line. She really does. It's true. She's the brains of the operation. No. I am drinking a white blend. Hang on one second. I'm drinking an Apothic White Winemaker's Blend, and it's delicious, and I haven't had a wine in forever, and with whatever the fuck is going on with my voice right now, it's delicious. I'm so glad that your voice thinks that the wine is delicious. Yes. I I really appreciate that. I do not fuck with white wine because I'm a grown-up. Get out of here. (laughs) Leave my house. I'm in your lair. I wasn't being disrespectful My in your lair. I am drinking a Widowmaker from Say the Things. Kiwana. Kiwana Brewing Company. Uh, I tried to say the things before, and uh, my lovely, lovely partner here made fun of me drastically, so now I'm not going to do that again. It's a black ale, and... They're delicious. They are seriously so good. It is very smooth. It is very refreshing. And it's heavy, but it's not heavy. Mm-hmm, it's I not agree. like a Guinness, but it has the flavor, mm-hmm. not the weight. They're nutty, but without being as nutty as IPAs are. Or as nutty as you. Dear Jesus, God, I don't. <laughs> I think everybody actually just heard me eye roll. If you weren't sure what that sound was, it was the sound of Allie's infamous eye roll, just so you know. (laughs) My eyes are actually stuck there now. It's true. So the reason that the Widowmaker is appropriate, Allie, what is our conversation about today? Ghosts. (gasps) Ooh, Ooh, so spooky. So we're putting a little twist on this one because obviously ghosts aren't really a taboo topic. They're not. It's true. Yeah. Unless, here's what I want to say to that though. Okay. Unless you walk into a room, kind of like with serial killers, Mm -hmm. right? You don't walk into a room and you're like, I believe in ghosts. It's kind of something you have to suss out a little bit. Yeah. Especially to like a certain degree. So that's kind of the angle I took on it. I want to talk a little bit more as to ghosts and the mental health aspect of it. Okay. But start out a little bit of history about ghosts. I love when you tell us about history. Let's go there. I was waiting for some follow-up sarcastic I'm, response. I was working on a pun, and there will be one. I just need a moment to really think about it. It's going to be in like 60 episodes from now, and you're just no, going to remember. No, it's not. I'm so good at this. I'm so, I'm so punny. It's going to happen. Just you wait. Beautiful. <laughs> I regret ever starting this podcast. I know you do. <laughs> so... For the history, my sources were, I know people shit all over Wikipedia, Mm. but Wikipedia was just full of stuff, like an initial starting place for this. So Wikipedia and ancient.eu. I actually learned, I want to share this with not only you, but also our listeners. Wikipedia is actually incredibly resourceful and legit. Not all of it, okay? I understand Mm. that. But because it's a privately owned website, So it's not like Google, which is owned by a megacorp that then feeds whatever information aligns with that megacorp. Wikipedia is literally run by donors. 
So the information is actually usually pretty accurate. Yes, people can go in and edit it and it's sometimes janky, but those pieces of information are usually pretty easy to suss out and like recognize like this just doesn't seem to fit here. Plus, yeah, anything that you look up, if it's not validated with the extension of research that you've done to support your point or whatever, then obviously that that's not real. But I have found and had some conversation with somebody who is a annual donor of Wikipedia. Shout out to our guy, Jake. <laughs> love you. But yeah, I wanted to give credit to Wikipedia where it was due. Beautiful. I love being informed. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, nice. carry on. So ghost comes from the old English word ghast, which deeper roots are tied into the old Norse word possibly Giza, or, I think you killed it. I think you did amazing. Or maybe Giza, meaning to rage. To rage? Yep. Like party on? Against the machine. Wow. Some other terms in folklore for ghosts are apparition, haunt, poltergeist, shade, specter, spirit, spook, and rage. That's so many names. It is. One interesting thing that I came across when digging into the history of it was the term the wild hunt. Does that sound familiar to you? Isn't that a book about hunting humans? Uh, no, but toss a coin to you, Richa. <gasps> oh, uh, Henry Cavill is easily only in Witcher, though. The most attractive fucking man I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, Hobson, but yes. I don't do cleft chins. Oh. He is gorgeous in Witcher, but I just don't do cleft chins. I love the cleft chin on him. It works you know what? I have dated a cleft chin or two. Maybe I'm drawn to that. But Henry Cavill with blonde white hair and just all of his goodness. You can have him. I'll take Yennefer. I also like Yennefer. You can only have one of the two. No. Well. You're so greedy. Moving on. (laughs) So the term wild hunt came up as a reference to ghastly beings. This generally involved a chase led by a mythological figure escorted by a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters in wild pursuit. Odin was sometimes depicted as the leader of the wild hunt in Jacob Grimm's original forming of the ghastly tale. Odin as in Nordic mythology? Yeah, Nordic mythology is some of my favorites, so I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. I love that tidbit. I do love Nordic mythology. I actually have a preference of Greek over Nordic, but Nordic is my second favorite mythology, for sure. There's many references to ghosts in ancient Sumerian religions, as well as ancient Egyptian culture. The Hebrew Bible contains a few references to ghosts, the most notable being in the first book of Samuel, where King Saul has the witch of Endor summon the spirit or ghost of Samuel. So he had a witch do this paranormal bidding for him. Yep. That's so interesting. I love that we're once again talking about witches. Mm-hmm. Wink, 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 wink. Stay tuned. Wink, wink. You know, I also find it interesting that in the Bible, King Saul has a witch summon a spirit. A lot of people don't know there's a lot of crazy ass shit in the Bible. There is a lot of crazy ass shit in the Bible that really makes you go like, what? For all the fucked up things that it's used for nowadays, it is actually a really fun read. I believe you. <laughs> I'm never gonna I'm never gonna read it, but I do believe you. I'm gonna take your word for it. Okay, noted. <laughs> In a lot of folklore, the appearance of ghosts of the departed, even loved ones, was rarely a good experience. Spirits were supposed to stay in their world. Them having crossed over meant that there was something seriously wrong and an issue had to be resolved to return the ghost to its proper place. I think that that's still part of the philosophy. For today, people believe that ghosts are like trapped in another dimension or in a parallel version of the world we live in today and that's where they're stuck. So, I mean, I think that that kind of just translates 
relates to a modern version of of that. Yeah, I think that there's a a lot of it still tied there in some instances, especially where where people are seeing repeat instances of ghosts. Mm -hmm. They think that there are reasons that the ghost is stuck here. Sure. Unfinished business. Yeah. So to dive into a little bit more of the how it relates to mental health and beliefs in the current world. To quote The Atlantic, recent surveys have shown that a significant portion of the population believes in ghosts, leading some scholars to conclude that we are witnessing a revival of paranormal beliefs in Western society. A Harris poll from last year, please note, I couldn't figure out what year was last year or when this occurred, so found that 42% of Americans say they believe in ghosts. The percentage is similar in the UK, where 52% of respondents indicated that they believed in ghosts in a recent poll. So that brings me to the question that I am dying to ask you, even though I already know the answer, but I'm, I am dying to ask you because I just like asking you because I like watching your face. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Oh, I knew it. My face is not interesting. You know the answer is going to be no, and it, I know. I'm just deadpan. <laughs> I know, because you're dead inside, and I know this, but I get I get excited. I'm, ex- I'm the excited one. I get excited. Much like you, I also know the answer, but Celeste. Yes, Allie. Do you believe in ghosts? Ask it. Ask me again, but ask me creepy. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I do. I do very much so believe in ghosts. I do. Glad we solidified that. <laughs> we'll dig into that later. Yes, we are going to dig into that. We definitely are. So should we talk about how today's episode is going to be different than our normal episodes? Because I'm stupid excited for how we've done this. I have more things. You have more things. So some of the things that I found as far as believing in ghosts goes and mental health today. Does this mean I'm crazy? According to some people, yes. I mean... Not according to me. Just to clarify, I don't believe any of this. (laughs) I don't believe in ghosts, nor do I believe people who believe in ghosts are crazy. Okay. Well, I appreciate that you can differentiate the two. You're welcome. Love you. I also love you. So one thing I found was that schizophrenia and ghosts have been suggested as a possible link primarily in men. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that it was primarily linked to men. I could... This was a very above my level article. Okay. There were a lot of big words. Okay. Couldn't understand them. Mm-hmm. We're not doctors. Yep. That's what I got from it. So it's not what we're doing here. There you go. <laughs> from what I could tell though, um, upon further research, it was mostly debunked. So. Okay. I mean, but still an interesting concept that somebody who experiences such a loss of grip on reality could then translate that grip to be something paranormal because in, in their experience and from their vision, what happens around them is real as fuck. Yeah. So from what I could tell was the studies basically said schizophrenia could lead to you possibly seeing ghosts, but you seeing ghosts didn't necessarily mean that you were schizophrenic. Okay. I appreciate that clarification because I do not have schizophrenia and I have seen ghosts. Yeah. So thank you for clarifying that. Although I might be crazy, I am not schizophrenic. One super fun thing that I suggest you guys Google. Google 8. The Google Air has spoken. Literally Google these words. I see ghosts or shadows. This leads you to a link for a mental health screening. (laughs) 
Don't do it. Allie's setting us all up. I was like, this cannot be real. Is it real? Did you look at it? Yeah, it's real. I googled something like mental health ghost relations and this came up and I was like, what is this? And it's a mental health screening because I googled ghosts. So then I googled, I see ghosts and it came up. And I was like, all right, this is not cool. Did you take, did you like do the screening? No, I don't see ghosts. Oh, that's true. And I don't think it's attributed to mental health. I don't either. In some cases, yes, but primarily no, I don't believe that. Okay, I'm interested. So if you don't believe... If you don't believe in ghosts existing, which is fine, but you also don't believe people experience these phenomena, but you also don't believe... I don't want to use the word crazy because that's not fair. So you don't believe people are flawed or impaired and that is that sensation of this paranormal experience even if it didn't actually happen. If you don't believe that that's a piece of it either... Do you just believe nothing? Like you just, you're just like, meh. Like I'm genuinely asking. Are you asking me what I think people see? Sure. Okay. I was actually thinking about this because I was thinking, what do I believe if I don't believe in it? Especially considering that I've had experiences, which we might get into. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Stay tuned to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So to clarify, I think that there are people with mental illnesses that do see things. Okay. But I don't think that people that see things all have mental illnesses. So just to clarify that separation there. And I hear your separation, but what about the people who, okay, let's use me. Let's just use me because although I'm a whack job, I'm not mentally ill. You know this. So how would you explain to me what I have seen and experienced based on your beliefs? Yeah, I believe that we create things or that our brain fills gaps. There's actually a word for it. One moment. So there's something called pareidolia, which is a psychological phenomenon that causes people to see patterns in random stimulus. Okay. So for instance, when we see faces in clouds or something of that nature, okay. I feel like there's something similar to that not quite discovered yet that is caused within our brains that cause these experiences. Okay, so how could you, and I'm not being argumentative, but you know, I just am argumentative. How would you explain, and I know that you have, you guys, we listen to, and that's why we drink podcasts. Like we we listen to that, okay? We've listened to paranormal podcasts. We've watched all the scary shows. Allie has a reoccurring nightmare about a dancing dresser, okay, from Hill House like okay and we've talked about this best friends like this is normal for us how would you explain non-visual things like the the speaker box thing that you always say gets debunked but like we've heard we've heard shit through the speaker box do you know what speaker box i'm talking about yeah i think that's the dumbest thing ever i literally don't even feel like i have to give any credence to that because there is none credence credibility you know what i mean okay no this is what i deal with you guys like i ask a simple question (laughs) Bring me something that isn't like ear, 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 draw, ear, ear, Okay, ear. but we've heard we've heard voices on that shit. It is literally picking up random ass radio waves and spitting them back out at you while it crosses different frequencies. Oh, I don't know. I've heard some really fucking creepy ones. No. I have. That is literally not a legitimate I you know what though? This is coming from somebody that used to love EVPs. I know that. I and do. It's, these aren't even EVPs we're talking about. That's not a legitimate thing. I know, but 
Okay, you're right. I'm not going to get into it with you because I respect your opinion. I respect where you're coming from. I know that you respect where I'm coming from. I have a different feeling and a very different experience. And also, let's just emphasize one more time for anybody who has yet to pick this up about us. You're dead inside and I am very much not. So I think I think not only the fact that I am a giant pussy... You know, just another episode where I get to share that fun fact about myself, but also in the fact that I'm an empath and I feel so many things and so many energies, I guess I have a different, I have a difference of opinion there. I will tell you as far as credible evidence goes, if someone were to someday bring me evidence for me to review to change my mind and they brought me a slew and part of it was one of those boxes, that would be the first thing I would throw out. I, would I will take this and this, but not fucking this. I would be willing to look at everything else. Legitimately, <laughs> I would toss that thing out the door and be oh, like, Oh, you brought me a spirit box? Let's beautiful. start that bitch on fire. Yep. Anyways, I have a little bit more here. Yes. So, to quote Psychology Today, Too often, paranormal experiences are dismissed with the rolling of the eyes, especially in academia. Surely you were just imagining things you were told. It's all in your head. There could be no possibility that what you experience is real. Maybe you are simply crazy. If you are told this often enough, then you learn to keep silent about your experiences. Who wants to be labeled as lunatic? So, this was interesting to me because... One, I knew this was going to be something that was going to come up. And two, I talked to somebody who may or may not have a little bit later in this episode. Stay tuned once again to this episode. Who told me that she's spoken about her experienced people and basically been viewed as... Like crazy. Yeah, essentially. Which is so not fair. Like there's something wrong with her. And that is... Yeah, it's disgusting. And that's why we're here talking about it today. Because I want people to hear both sides of this perspective. Because let's be real. Allie and I could not be more different on 98% of things. But we discussed that this was important to talk about for that reason. Of bringing to light that it's okay to have these conversations. Specifically ghost conversations or paranormal conversations conversations as with any taboo conversation but to just have your opinion and your position on it and nobody gets to take that away from you just like you don't get to take that away from somebody else agreed so i i really am looking forward to not only this episode but also sharing that perspective with other people because i think it's really important because seriously if you believe in ghosts and somebody calls you crazy fuck that person and if you don't believe in ghosts, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But then you don't get to tell people they're crazy if they do believe in ghosts. Yeah. And then the flip side, if you do believe in ghosts and you're trying to convince somebody that doesn't believe in ghosts to believe in them, probably not an argument worth having. No. And I think that's important to call out too. Like, I think we need to learn to have discussions without trying to convince people that the other side is right. I think that also on some topics, there are topics that we will get into future state where that's not really an argument. Yeah. Agreed. But this kind of conversation, this kind of topic, there's no reason anybody should troll anyone <laughs> for believing or not believing in ghosts. Yeah. Like you guys. It's not a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. It's really not. So to kind of wrap up this little bit here from, I don't know if this is live science or live science, but among Christians, those who attend church very often and are exposed to stigma and sacrifice with their congregations are least likely to believe in the paranormal. Conversely, those Christians who do not attend church very often, maybe once or twice a year, are the most likely to hold paranormal beliefs. So if you attend church more, you're less likely to believe in ghosts. If you 
attend church less, you're more likely to believe in ghosts. What I think is weird about that, regardless of your attendance record at the good old, good old, isn't like the Holy Ghost, isn't that a fucking thing? That's a thing that like people believe in and yet the holy ghost in some way is different from the ghost that haunts my parents basement like it's not the same but why like how can you say that you believe in quote-unquote a holy ghost and yet you don't believe in paranormal ghosts well i think that's a bit different i think that the holy ghost aka the holy spirit is a little bit different than what we know as ghosts here on earth because the holy ghost doesn't really like okay i hear you but not all ghosts in my position not all ghosts do that but also i just feel like once again ghost spirit it doesn't matter what you call it it's a paranormal phenomenon yeah i mean what the fuck are angels if not paranormal agreed yeah so i just i think that that it's not the worst hypocrisy of a religion but i do think it's a bit hypocritical i, I do also can we just for one second acknowledge according to the bible jesus rose from the dead if that doesn't make him a witch or a zombie i don't know what the fuck that makes him like that's that's necromancy that is literally the definition so how can you be mad at something and demonize something that literally is the premise of your god's time on this planet that was quite the rant thank you stay tuned for more on necromancy (laughs) not in this episode So that's pretty much all I had there. The main thing I just wanted to point out was that I just really wanted to cover the social implications as far as mental health and what society believes believing in ghosts means. Yeah, that I don't, apparently English isn't my first language. Not today it is. Nope. But as you said before, for anybody that does believe in ghosts and is being ostracized for that yeah i'm sorry fuck the haters and we love you it's true it is it's true and for anybody who doesn't believe in ghosts i respect that that's your opinion Allie. i'm looking at you (laughs) on that note we have a little bit of a different a different twist a spooky twist to today's episode and i'm so excited i can hardly contain myself because it is ghosts and because and because i do love hearing scary stories or spooky stories spooky 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 We asked for some fellow podcasters to send in their spooky stories to listen to just for kicks. And we would love to share those with you now. Yes, we would. So we are going to insert them here and react to them directly afterwards. So it's like we're going to be hearing the story together. Like we haven't heard them yet. Obviously you haven't heard them yet. So we are all going to be hearing the stories for the first time together. And then you guys get to hear how we react to it i'm really excited yep yep without further ado our first story here we go this is from nikki at page turners and button mashers page turners and button mashers a wonderful podcast about books and video games we love books and video games we do from herself and tyler i highly suggest you guys check it out they're both hilarious yes I've actually added a few books to my list, and Tyler has caused me to be quite reminiscent about certain video games due to his reviews on them. Love, love, love. Also, maybe you should perhaps get used to Nikki's voice on our podcast. Ooh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Also, she's just super happy and fun. And adorable. Oh my god, I can't even deal with it. We love you, Nikki. We do. And Tyler. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Hey girls, it's Nikki from Page Turners and Button Mashers. So I was told to tell you one of my 
many scary stories that I have. Um, so I'm going to tell you about my grandparents' house that they just sold. So when my grandfather was alive, he passed four years ago. Um, he had, well, my grandmother and my grandfather, they got divorced in 2008. They had this two-story house that had essentially two different apartment levels. And in the back of the house, there was the conjoining staircase. And this staircase took you to each landing. And each landing had its own, well, basically like a small room. So at the very top of this place was an attic. Now, this house was built in like 19... 40s 1950s so it's it's a pretty old styled house in the middle of Chicago but um yeah he apparently they used to have voodoo sessions done in that like attic and it was really really freaky because the staircase in the back just it, it was wrong it didn't feel right at any time of the day like you felt like something was constantly watching or following you so one day I was in my grandmother's part and <laughs> I was like in their living room in the living room you could see all the way to the back door through the kitchen to this uh the door to the staircase right and I'm not paying attention. I look down, I look up, and I see a man's face. And my brain automatically goes, that's my huelo, that's my grandfather. And I said, hey, huela, uh, grandpa, uh, grandpa's here. Like, huelo's here, he's down at the basement. But the door doesn't open. And she goes, oh, where is he? And I look up, and he's gone. And from above me, I hear my grandfather walking because again, old creaky house, you can hear things. And I'm like, uh, he's above us. What then who was that? There was someone definitely there. Um, one more quick one. There in the same house, I used to stay also in my grandfather's section, like if my grandmother was at work. Um so one night I stayed in my cousin's room, which actually used to be my dad's room, and I'm laying in this, like, ridiculous race car bed, and I'm playing on a Sony PSP, and I'm playing Sonic, and I'm like, okay, finally I'm gonna go to sleep. So I close my eyes, and from above me in the attic, I hear big boot footsteps walking right above me, just pacing back and forth, and tiny little footsteps following behind it. And I literally say the words, I need you to stop. I'm tired. Don't do this right now. I need you to stop. So (laughs) it stopped. (laughs) And I freaked out for like half a second. And then I was like, okay, well, whatever you are, I kindly need you to leave me alone forever. (laughs) So those are a couple of my weirdest stories in my grandparents' house. Nope. (laughs)
I just really, oh, firm fucking no. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't even believe. Let's not practice voodoo in our own no. fucking houses. Let's just not do that. Like, let's go somewhere else to maybe do that, but definitely not in our own fucking houses. As someone who doesn't even personally believe in these things, I don't even want to have these experiences. I mean, seriously, <laughs> but I give you so much credit for speaking directly to it and being like, leave me the fuck alone. You're big stompy boot sounds and your little pitter-patter feet need to fucking stop like what's really weird about that too is i can hear the sound you're talking about nikki without hearing the sound you're talking about like you did such a good job of describing the sound that like i don't it sounds really crazy but i like i went there with you and that's just so fucked up fuck the ghostbusters i'm calling nikki who are you gonna call nikki there we go perfect yeah i love this plan. i love that i do think it was sweet though that your grandpa came to visit you i no 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 it wasn't her grandpa oh her grandpa was alive upstairs oh i totally misunderstood that are you sure you didn't misunderstand that i am 100 percent certain okay yeah all right fuck whoever was not your grandpa <laughs> was coming to visit you because that's not necessary that's not necessary <laughs> No, thank you. No, hard pass. Hard fucking pass. I do have to say, though, I feel a certain type of way when it is a family member as a ghost who comes to visit you. Like, I, I have a soft spot for that. I do. I, I genuinely do. So had it been your grandpa, that would have been endearing. The fact that it wasn't gets a firm fuck no. So next, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing our next ghost story, which was shared with us by Jen. Jen is one of the tour guides on the Nopeville podcast, along with the other tour guide, Christine. Their podcast is really all about the spooky creature creepy, paranormal. The things that make you go, nope. Nope. I was going to say the things that, that go bump in the night, but then, yeah, my answer is nope. So, you know, giant pussy checking in here. <laughs> Nopeville sounds exactly like where I want to be. Nope. So here is Jen's story. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Hey ladies, this is tour guide Jen from Nopeville. Thanks so much for inviting me to participate in your show. So I've been sensitive my whole life to the paranormal. Ever since I was little, I've always felt I wasn't alone. Very often when I feel like something or someone is around, I'll get goosebumps, my heart will race, and I'll feel like the room or my body is vibrating. Sometimes the feeling can be overwhelming or sometimes it's subtle, but I'll share just a quick story with you with my experience in a graveyard. I live in San Diego, and in Old Town, there's a cemetery that's been there since the 1800s called El Campo Cemetery. Anytime I visit a new city, I always try to find a haunted tour or a haunted location I can go to. And when I first visited San Diego prior to moving here, I visited the cemetery along with my sister and my mom. It's down the street from one of the most haunted places in America, actually, the Whaley House. I actually had tickets to visit the Whaley House that night, but I decided to kill some time in the cemetery until it was actually time for my tour. The cemetery ceased operations in the late 1800s, and since it's been a place tourists can visit to get a better sense of the history of Old Town, when I stepped foot in front of the entrance, immediately my mom said, I'm not going in there, you two can go. My sister was hesitant since my mom was reluctant to enter, but for some reason I just said, okay, and went in. <laughs> I felt as if something was drawing me in, and this wasn't really normal for me because even if I'm visiting the grave of a loved one in a cemetery, I'm always hesitant to walk around the graves, but for some reason, I felt very compelled to enter. 
When I walked in, I felt an immediate draw to a particular grave, almost kind of in the back of the small graveyard. And it wasn't until afterwards that my sister told me it looked like I was on a mission and I was almost running to this grave. Like I was passing up all these other graves. Like if you've heard of the Willie House, you've heard of Yankee Jim. I just completely passed up his grave because I really felt like I needed to go to this particular one. When I stood in front of it, it was the grave of a nameless child. This child had passed away and there were no records of who she was. The makeshift grave marker was lined with teddy bears, candles, and toys for her. An immense feeling of sadness came over me, and I looked behind me and noticed my sister was still dragging her feet. I asked her what was holding her up, and she said she felt like something kept tripping her. It was as if the little girl was jealous that I had a sister to play with, and this girl wanted me all to herself. As we walked through the cemetery, my sister kept feeling like something was behind her, pushing her any chance it got. I made fun of her for having two left feet, but I couldn't shake the feeling that the spirit of this little girl was following us. Before we left the cemetery, I felt the grasp of a cold hand on my arm, and this was like mid-August, so it was really hot outside, no reason why there would be any cold chills in the air, and all the hairs on my body stood up. It was as if the little girl was asking me to stay. Now that I live in San Diego, I visited Old Town frequently, and I try to go and say hi to the little girl every once in a while to let her know she's not alone and that I got her message, but... Yeah, that's just one of my ghost stories I have for you. My mom and sister and I have always been sensitive to spirits. And my sister has always told me for some reason I attract little kid ghosts. And I don't know if that's for better or for worse. But so far, whatever I've encountered has been pretty chill. But yeah, anyway, thanks for inviting me. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. I'm dying because... Celeste had a visceral reaction. <laughs> I hate all of it. I hate every single... I love you, Jen, and your voice and your presence and all of you is so good, but fuck everything you said. Celeste made some really terrible noises and I'm, I'm really glad that we weren't recording. It's... I just... I got full body chills. I... I... Um, I 100% would have been in the graveyard with you. She would have. That's. I can say that that's true. I can attest to this. She would have, and she would have been poking around and exploring with you, and she would have had zero fucks to give about it, and I would be with your mom at the gate crying. This just made me realize, I need to clarify, even though I don't believe in ghosts, I fucking want there to be ghosts. That is true. You know, I can say that's true about you too. I love Ghost Hunters. It used to be my favorite show. I really want there i want there to be evidence and haven't haven't we talked about going to like a haunted place before together but i was like very much not actually saying i was serious about that but we've talked about it haven't we yeah probably i feel like we have but uh yeah i want there to be like solidified evidence that i can then be like yes i now believe Allie wants science and statistics if you haven't picked up on this in episode 10 clearly you're not (laughs) listening to us yeah pretty much (laughs) hey if you oh i guess we can just ask at the end hint hint stay towards the end i'm gonna ask for things hint hint Allie has things to ask what i do want to say about your story jen is 
I really appreciate, even though that's so fucked up and I absolutely hate it and my skin is crawling and I got all the chills, I really appreciate that you stayed with that little girl, that you brought her comfort, and if you helped her cross over or not, I'm not really sure, but the fact that you were there for her and you brought her comfort, I think is really beautiful in such a way that I never want to be a part of because it scares the fuck out of me. So thank you for being you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. We are so appreciative and we love Nopeville right back. All the things. All the things. Our final story. Our, our final podcaster yeah. story. Our, we're also podcasters. Our final fellow, fellow podcaster, podcaster story. story. You know what? I love our pod friends. I love our podcast friends. I do. Our next story okay. comes from the lovely Paige at Reverie True Crime. Hey Paige, thank you so much for joining us. Paige covers as insinuated by the uh, the name of her podcast, True Crime Stories. And one thing I really appreciate about her podcast is she is very straightforward in her retelling of the stories. There isn't a comedic aspect to it, which honestly I think is very respectful to the victims and I really appreciate that and honestly her voice is to die for oh sorry my God. Paige I have a crush on your voice Real. there it's and your out accent there. is just dripping in honey and goodness I and just made everything awkward yes but I'm also <laughs> doing it so you know welcome to our podcast all right here we go here we go hey guys it's Paige from Reverie True Crime and I do have a few stories for you just going off of my memory here from when I was 15 or 16, my great-grandfather had passed away, and I always asked him to send me signs, and one thing he always said was to watch out for the hummingbirds. We had never had such an influx of hummingbirds until after he passed away, and I would be sitting out on the front porch and literally have hummingbirds come up to my face and hit me in my hair and they still do that to this day and I always just think that's a sign from him but on the spookier side of that he always liked to joke around and you know even though this was probably him it still gives you an uneasy feeling when it's in the middle of the night around one or two in the morning. I have an acoustic guitar that uh, is on a stand beside my bed. And one night, I just remember something strummed it so hard that it woke me up out of my sleep. And I just, <laughs> I started screaming for my mom. <laughs> oh my God, I was so terrified. And you know, I'm sure it was just him being a goofball, but it's like, come on now, let me sleep, you know? I've experienced so many deaths in my life, and there's only a few people that I know <laughs> have been kind of messing with us, and so I try not to get scared about it now, but a few years ago, my mom's dad passed away. And forever, we had this, um, you know, the little things that you wind up and they play music. It's uh, like a little whatnot. And we had that to give to my great-grandmother, which is his mom. We have never wound 
that little whatnot up in ever, <laughs> like ever, ever we haven't. And it sits on the bottom of a shelf, which was behind our couch at one point. I just remember I was up real late at night watching TV and um, it just started singing. And I was like, how is that even possible? We've never wound that up. Well, this was like right after he passed away. And then we would have things go missing. Um, they would be in the weirdest places that we would find them. And it was it was like hide and go seek for the longest time. Uh, it was like, okay, I always keep this here. Where could it be? You know, it was like he was taking us on a scavenger hunt throughout this whole house to find out where the object was. The last thing that I really remember after my mom's dad passing is laying on the couch with my hair in a ponytail. And my dad likes to play pranks on me a lot. So, you know, I was watching Ghost Adventures or something at the time and something pulled on my ponytail like hard enough for it to jerk my head. And I was like, dad, you know, knock it off. Well, I got the courage up to finally get up because I was kind of freaked out because my dad never, like, he'll snicker or laugh, and it was none of that, and um, I still feel every now and then my hair will get pulled a little bit, and yeah, it's, it, my dad was fast asleep that night, so besides um, family stuff, I have talked about this before, but when I was writing for the Elisa Lamb case over a week, I was terrified because out of the corner of my eye, I saw a girl, like a shadow figure of a girl one night I was writing and I tried to play it all off as like, I'm tired. It's just my mind, whatever. No, um... <laughs> I was sitting on my bed writing. In the corner of my eye was my mirror. And I, clear as day, saw a shadow figure of a woman walk in front of that mirror. And I saw that a couple of times through writing about her. And I don't know. I've never experienced anything like that before. So that really freaked me out. So... That's really all I've got for paranormal kind of stories. Um, most of them are are good and, you know, looking back, especially on the guitar strumming, I really know that that was, um, that was my grandfather that was playing like a little prank because he was a prankster, but um, at least that's what I'd like to believe. I, I don't want to think that it's something... <laughs> sinister or anything like that this this home is over 200 years old it was my great great grandmother's house you know yeah that's that's about it and I love the Taboos podcast, and I hope y'all have a fabulous day. I find it super interesting, Paige, that a lot of your experiences are related to music or have music involved in some way. I would agree with that, or just a creative expression. I mean, she was writing, right? Yeah. Like, I do think that's an interesting observation. 
I also, like I said earlier, I find those presents of a family member less less creepy. Yeah, like, you find it more peaceful. I do. I, I mean, the moment is still like heart racing and like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have experienced loved ones come to me and their presents come to me. And as soon as you're over the, oh, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. is this real? It's very comforting. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. The, the woman in the mirror, though, mm, no. Uh, yeah. No, Le- fuck that. Elisa Lamb's whole story in general is really disturbing to me. Like, it's a very disturbing it's so story. Up, so, for sure. that whole experience being tied to it mm-hmm. is a whole other level. It definitely is. A whole different level of fucked up and, yeah. like, genuine paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that the mirror thing is interesting, though, because in the story that I would like to share, there's a mirror piece. Oh, hey, is that our segue? It is now. Thanks, Paige, for your story and the segue. Thank you, Paige, for being so amazing. And we hope that everybody else absolutely died over your accent and your voice because we sure as fuck did. I just now want to go watch True Blood. She doesn't even like True Blood. I don't even like True Blood. (laughs) So, I guess, does this mean that now it's my turn to tell my story? It is. You're holding the... Oh, wait. Do we carry, like, spooky lanterns when we tell ghost stories? No, we have all the lights on. (laughs) We have blankets. I am safe. I'm going to sage as soon as I go home because fuck all this. Okay, then. Fuck all this. Tiny and I are going to sage, and we're going to have all the lights on in the car on our way home. (laughs) All right, then. I'm going to shut all the lights off and go to bed. Oh, you're so terrible. Okay. So my story actually is from a few years ago and it still to this day scares the shit out of me. Like I just, I want to preface what I experienced scares the shit out of me. Okay. Uh, And I've had other paranormal experiences since this, but this is probably one of the first paranormal experiences that I identified and truly recognized. And also to me, it was irrefutable. It wasn't a shift of anything again to me. Okay. So it was Thanksgiving and I was with my ex who would later become my counterparent. And we were at his grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. Okay, his whole family was. We were all there. And he and I had left early from his grandmother's house to go back to his mom's house because I had to work. I worked retail at the time. I had to work Black Friday. Okay. And I don't know what his deal was. It was just, I don't fucking know what his deal was. But he he was down to leave with me. Okay. okay. So we left. And uh, their house is in a gated community in our community. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, that gated community, the property is pretty much swamp. Like it is actually swamp, but it's like rich, bougie swamp. Okay. If that's even a thing. And scary shit shit has happened in this house to me, to him, to, I'm pretty sure everybody who's ever been in that fucking house, tiny for sure has experienced shit in this house. Like this house is fucked. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not even all the presents in that house are fucked though. Like, let me say that there are these two spirits that are trapped in the kitchen and they're really nice. They're just like this couple and they're just stuck in a loop. Mm -hmm. So the night 
started with them. We got home, we brushed our teeth, we got ready for bed, we were sleeping up one of the guest rooms, and we heard clinking, like like wine glass clinking in the kitchen. And I looked at him and I was like, what is that? And he goes, oh, it happens every year, the ghosts in the kitchen are just celebrating Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, do they have Thanksgiving in the afterlife? And he was like, I don't know. He made some comment about how they can sense time and they, they do have these traditions. I have heard them multiple times going through their routine. They do have like traditions. Yeah. Like they're like on a loop, okay? And until I had been in that house and I have experienced them specifically, I didn't believe that. But I have experienced them. I have heard them so many times. I just, I grew so accustomed to it, okay? All of the noises that they make in the house became very normal to me, mm-hmm. but they were constantly making noises. Different rooms in this house have different presence and different entities, and I don't even know where they all come from. I, I, I honestly, in a way, I kind of feel like their house is a hub of just, I, I just feel that way. Like, that's the only way I can describe it because not all of the entities that come in stay there but there are always entities there so okay mr and mrs are in the kitchen and they're clinking their wine glasses and celebrating thanksgiving and all as well all right mind you my ex at this time has two dogs and they're very protective these dogs one is an australian shepherd one is a black lab and they live in this house with all of this traffic okay and there have been multiple times where mia and shadow had specifically like come to me and protected me from a weird energy and at the time you guys honestly I didn't even know I was an empath I didn't I didn't understand energy at all I just got like the goosebumps and when your hair stands on end and whatever but like that happened and those dogs were immediately fucking on me okay Mm -hmm. this night Mia was laying on the foot of the bed on my side and shadow was laying on the ground next to him and we were just chill like everything was chill and all of a sudden it was no longer chill all of a sudden the room actually got very very cold Mm -hmm. like drastically cold and mia started growling mia is the australian shepherd and she is so sensitive to all kinds of things okay and australian shepherds are incredibly smart right incredibly fucking smart she is just so sensitive to things she started growling and i looked at him and i said what is wrong and he goes i don't know and i said okay and i turned on my cell phone on my camera and i had the flash on your camera on your cell phone yes okay and i had the flash on okay so it wasn't a burst of flash it was a steady flash because i was recording yeah i had the video recording and what you need to understand about this bedroom is the furniture in this room is way too fucking big for the room that it is Mm -hmm. it's it's not that big of a room the bed is huge and then there's literally like on the foot of the bed is this massive vanity with a massive fucking mirror yeah okay the ceilings in this house are like 14 feet this mirror is easily 12. Mm -hmm. it's a huge fucking thing and really the distance between the vanity and the foot of the bed is maybe four feet like i don't even think it's that much it's so fucking cramped in this room so i'm laying in bed with my camera recording my flash on and i'm literally just surveying the room i'm just very slowly moving my camera back and forth across the room I go to the door, you can hear him and I talking about where we feel the cold spots, and you can see my flash in the mirror the whole time. Mm -hmm. What you cannot see, what I could not see 
in the mirror was my own phone, okay? Because what do mirrors do with light? They reflect it. Mm -hmm. So as I'm looking in the mirror, I see nothing weird. Not a single fucking thing is weird. I can see the flash in the mirror at all times. Yeah. And Mia stops growling and she is literally pointing at the top corner of the room and everything went still. Like, I think my heart stopped beating, went still. I I held my breath because something just changed. And then it went away. And we were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And... And it just was gone. Like the cold was gone. The energy was gone. Like all of it was fucking gone. It was just so fucking weird. It was on and then it was off and it was gone. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we were just tired. Like, let's, let's go to bed. I'm sure we fought about something because that's what we did. And, and I was like, I'm just done. Let's go to bed. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to be up early. Let's go. And he was like, fine. So we went to sleep. And the next morning when I finally had a chance to really sit with what had happened and I was just, something just didn't feel right. It was very strange. I finished my shift and I played back the video to watch it, to see, I don't know, I, I, I guess I just wanted to see that it was normal. Yeah. Because what I had seen was nothing. I saw nothing with my own eyes. So I wanted to see that in the video footage also. What I saw, however, was not normal. So what I'm going to describe to you now is the footage of this video. Okay. The camera starts at the corner of the room with the bedroom door. And you guys remember, huge furniture, small room. So as I'm panning to the right, I very shortly hit the mirror and my flash is in the mirror and you cannot see my phone because the flash is so bright and so reflective, my phone is gone, okay? Okay. I'm scanning, I'm scanning, I'm scanning. I make it to about the middle of the mirror and suddenly I can see my phone in the mirror. The flash is still on. The brightness of the room did not change. Nothing is standing there and yet there's a very clear disruption between my flash and the mirror where there's no more reflection. And you can see your whole phone? You can see my my phone, my hands, my everything. And I was not in this video prior. Also, when I was recording this, I go back to my flash was never, my flash never goes off. You cannot see me at any point in the video where the flash is not disrupted. And when I was recording this, I couldn't see myself in the mirror because the flash was so bright. Mm -hmm. So there's literally something that breaks that flash and you can see where the flash is reflective and then where it's not anymore. And then I'm continuing to pan. I'm panning to the right and I'm panning over to this corner where Mia is pointing and she's having her energy and and there's energy and whatever and where everything just went silent. You can see where the flash comes back Mm -hmm. into the mirror. So it literally, you guys was like something was just standing in the middle of the fucking mirror. It's just something that was no longer reflecting the light. Yeah. It, it just it just broke it up and it scared the fuck out of me and I actually feel a little nauseous thinking about it. And I still have the video. I still have the video. However, it's on a cell phone that I can't access. Boo. I do. If anybody... You knew my question was going to be know, <laughs> I know. If anybody knows how to get data off of a samsung galaxy s5 that only works if it's warmed up by an armpit and it doesn't charge anymore (laughs) you you will literally have evidence of this story because i i I don't 
I have it on that phone. I have never got rid of that phone because I'm hoping that some fucking day someone will come along and be like, give me that fucking phone. I can fix it. And then I have fucking evidence of this story because it was one of the fucking scariest things of my fucking life. This is the most specific request we've ever had. I'm serious though. Like somebody who's good with cell phones, old cell phones, please fucking find me because I want that video because I swear to God, the way I describe it does not do it justice for how fucking scary it was and how real the disruption in the light is. And my ex would tell you this too because it scared the shit out of him even though he won't say that. It did. I swear on Tiny, the light was never disrupted. And that's the thing. In the video, you can see that the light is not disrupted. Mm -hmm. You can see my flashes on the whole time. There's no blinking. There's no like burst of flash. It is on. Yeah. It just stops reflecting and then it starts reflecting again. And it's, it's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's so fucked up. I hate, okay, I'm done. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. I'm done. Tell me your ghost story, Allie, because you know, I don't have to go outside in the dark by myself. Well, I'm walking out there with you. Drive home. You'll be fine. Get into my own house. Do you know sometimes I'm actually afraid of my own fucking house? Not because of, I think anything's in it, but because I'm that big of a baby. Oh, well, sorry. I have ran up my fucking stairs, <laughs> my fucking stairs before, like, <laughs> like flashlight in hand. Oh my gosh. I, I jump into my fucking bed because I'm afraid of what's under it. I'm so fucking serious. I'm pathetic. So please tell me your story. Maybe this is a terrible idea. <laughs> so when I was around 12 or so, my best friend at the time and her parents took me on a trip to their campground up by Potawatomi State Park. Okay. And on one of the nights... We had decided with some friends that were at a campground near to us, we were going to stay in a tent as opposed to the camper that was set up for us. Yeah, I mean, tent camping. I mean, your kids' tent camping can be fun. Yeah, plus no adults. Yeah, be the little rebels that you were. Super rebels. (laughs) So I'm terrible with distance, but if I had to judge, I'd say the tent was probably about 30 yards from the camper. When you say 30 yards from the camper, in your recollection and also in your 12-year-old mind, are you telling us the camper was close or the camper was far? Far. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. We'd been in the tent for a while, and all of a sudden, somebody started running around our tent. We could see their shadow just running around the tent. Just just a jog. Couldn't hear them, but they were just running around the tent casually, randomly. Our first thought was that it was my best friend's sister and her friends pranking us because they were of that age, and we were the little kids. It was fun to do so. So... We were yelling for them to stop it and knock it off, guys. You're so stupid. This is dumb. All the usual 12-year-old insults. Those fiery insults that last forever. Very hateful words. <laughs> but they didn't stop. They just kept running. The shadow never grew in size, never shrank in size. It stayed the exact same size the whole time. It stayed at the exact same cadence the whole time. And it never made a sound. And it looked like a human. It legit looked like somebody running. So we decided to climb out of the tent and go confront them and just make them go away because it was really fucking annoying at that point. Mm-hmm. So we get out of the tent and there's nobody there. And we're like, okay, well, maybe Maybe they just ran away super quick. So we go and check behind some trees, which were farther away than you would expect people to dash off behind and adequately hide behind. Mm-hmm. Nobody's back there, but we shrug it off. Maybe they're faster than we give them credit for. They're older. Their legs are longer. Yeah, something like that. Physics. <laughs> 
So we get back in the tent, and as soon as we zip it up, the shadow is back immediately and starts running again. Hard pass. I'm fucking leaving. I'm done. I'm done. I want my mother. I want somebody to bring me home. I'm done here. So at this point, we still think it's my friend's sisters and her friends, and we wait a little bit. The person continues running. goes on for about half an hour, and at this point, we are upset and angry, and we grab any sort of weapons that we have in the tent, which consisted of like hairbrushes. And a bag of marshmallows. Pretty much, yeah. There wasn't (laughs) much in there. So we grab these items and we get out. And once again, there's nobody there. And we probably look like a bunch of assholes because we're loaded up with these (laughs) quasi-weapons. Trying to scope out where they could have hidden. And for some unknown reason... We get back in the tent, zip it up, and the shadow is immediately back. And we stay there for probably the next two or three hours because we are scared shitless to get out of the tent anymore. The shadow continues to run the entire time at the exact same pace, at the exact same size the whole time. Still not making any noise. Still not making any noise, no. And the weird thing too is like the deepness of the shadow didn't change either. Like it even as it got darker out, the darkness of the shadow didn't change, as weird as that sounds to say. It was very dark to begin with. It was dark enough to be darker than the darkness outside. I can't use dark enough. Dark, 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 dark. So what you're saying is even though it was dark outside and I mean scientifically a shadow shouldn't have occurred it still did yeah i don't know if it was somehow caused by the moon or what but look at you being all scientific about how this fucking shadow appeared so lots of hours it kept running we're very terrified at this point we're, this is a very fit shadow we're, <laughs> his endurance is it's just way getting in its mine. steps <laughs> It's just running and running this whole time, and we're bawling because we're terrified. At 12 years old, we're not made for this, and our tent lantern is starting to go out. Fuck that. I'm 28 years old, and I'm not fucking made for this. Like, what are we doing this episode for? So we make a decision. Do we stay in and hope that when the light goes out, we're still safe in the tent? It's kind of like the, uh, if your foot's covered by the bedsheet, the monsters won't get you That's theory. real. Don't tell me that theory is <laughs> not real. Don't, don't ruin this for me. Or do we run for the camper? So I'm here to tell you the story today. So clearly we chose to run for the camper. (laughs) So we make the dash for it and we dive out of the tent. We don't even zip it up. And as we're running for the camper... I'm last and we all dive inside and the uh the camper we went to wasn't my friend's camper it was the friend of the friend oh and her brother was asleep on the couch and we scared the living shit out of him so he wakes up in a panic and is like what is going on and there's four girls going there's something else crying screaming bawling carrying hairbrushes and marshmallows he turns the lights on and trying to make sense of anything and all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and the lights flicker of course we all scream and he goes and looks at the door and there's nothing there and that's my story i hate that story <laughs> thanks i'm I gonna sleep here now i'm not leaving until daylight thank you for having me in your lair i i really I, here's my question Allie. Yep. How do you explain that from your perspective of I don't believe in these things? I'm not judging or challenging that you don't believe in these things. I just genuinely, that's my question. So you don't believe in these things and yet this experience happened to you and you can attest something very fucking weird happened here. What What is your explanation then? So here's the weird thing. I actually thought this was a false memory that I created. I truly thought I created this thing in my head. You're far too logical for that shit. 
There's no way. Oh, no, no, no. I have false memories. Oh. I 100% do. And I know I do. So I thought this was one of them. Okay. And I found my best friend from grade school on Facebook randomly. And upon talking one day, I was like, hey, do you remember that thing that happened in in the tent that one year? And she was like, yeah, that was really fucking weird. So clearly it it did happen. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I don't know what it was, but it's not, the single experience is not enough to convince me of anything paranormal. It's one experience. I just think that's such bullshit. (laughs) Because I'm scared and I'm not sugarcoating anything right now. I think that's, I think that's not that your position is bullshit, but like the fact that you could take one, Allie, one experience is enough for me. Mm -hmm. It is because I don't need to be scared like that again to believe. I don't need to be scared like that again to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, and I have had more than one experience and I, have you had other experiences where things were questionable? Mm, Yes, but I can explain them now. That doesn't help. Also, I take into um, consideration that I was 12. 12 12-year-olds are very impressionable. One of us could have been scared. There was a lot of listening to Rob Zombie and playing Twisted Metal. Don't blame this on Rob Zombie. Okay, Living Dead Girl. (laughs) Like, that whole album is... A really spooky album. It is. It is. It's fucked up. There's a lot of... And I'm not saying that... um, Ghostly experiences are all chalked up to imagination, but I truly think that um, it was a factor for you. And group, like group hive mentality. Yeah, that's that's not exactly what I'm looking for, and I keep thinking of the dancing flag. Okay, but something in that nature could have occurred too. Okay, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's not enough evidence to convince me of anything additional out there. I have one more thing I'd like to share, if that's okay. Okay, this happened very recently to me. Uh, and I'll be quick. Okay. I have mentioned Johnny on this podcast, um, and Johnny's house is old as fuck. Old as fuck, okay? Like, this house has to be from the early 1900s. Like, it's old, okay? And they have updated and they have built on top of the house that previously existed. But let me tell you, the foundation of this house is a fucking tree stump. Like, literally, there's a fucking tree stump in the basement. I can't even go near the basement. I can't even go near the door. There's just such bad energy. There's such just not goodness, okay? That's not what this is about. Johnny has sleep paralysis, okay? And I have, in talking to other people, uh, have heard people experience paranormal activity or paranormal sensations while having sleep paralysis, okay? That's very common. And there are psychological explanations for it, and then sometimes there's not. Like, it's honestly a a double-edged sword, okay? Well, in his experiences of sleep paralysis, there's this woman who comes and sleeps with him. I always joked that she was his real girlfriend, and the evolution as he would tell it, of her positioning in his bedroom throughout the course of him living there and having this sleep paralysis has changed. He's lived there for like five years and she has gone from the bedroom door to the closet door to standing on the side of the bed to actually laying in bed with him. And she doesn't look at him. She always has her back to him, but she just she just wants to be close to him. Like, she just does, okay? And I can tell you that because I have felt her she just wants to be close to him. So a few months ago, I was sleeping there. Johnny was already asleep. And I was in that state of that really 
beautiful state of you can feel yourself slipping into sleep and you're like yes take me just take me let me sleep right Mm -hmm. and then you startle yourself awake do you know what i'm talking about yep okay so bear with me i'm starting to fall into sleep and i'm so excited i'm like yes take me to another dimension come sandman and uh as i am falling asleep the whole bed fucking shakes Mm -hmm. I mean, it felt as though somebody grabbed the mattress next to me, next to my body, and fucking shook it back and forth. And the whole alley, the whole mattress was moving. Johnny was moving. I I was awake. Mm -hmm. And I was watching us. We were moving. And as soon as I open my eyes, I look over at him and he shook. And I look over, like, I'm, like, surveying the room. Like, what the fuck? Because I, like, I thought it was a muscle thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was me, like, that I twitched. And I moved the whole fucking bed. Like, I'm not that big of a woman. Mm. And compared to him, he's a big fucking dude. There's no way that me having a muscle twitch could have moved him. So I was like, what the fuck? And as soon as I looked around the room, it stopped. And I was like, okay, well, clearly that was just a muscle spasm. Apparently I have superhuman strength when I'm sleeping. I can move this 6'4", 215 pound man in my Mm. sleep. Awesome. All right. So I start to fall asleep again. Same thing. I feel the I feel the sleep state coming. And again, the fucking bed is moving. Mm-hmm. The whole bed is moving. And it is coming from the mattress next to me. This happened on and off all night for probably four hours. Hmm. It stopped when the sun came up. And he rolled over and he snuggled me. And at one point, I think I even tried to wake him up. And he was dead. He was like dead to the world, which is very weird because he's not normally a sleeper like that. Like he he would wake up and he would be in conversation and then he'll fall back to sleep. Like he's not a rock sleeper. Yeah. He would not wake up. As the shaking continued, as my lack of sleep continued, I just got such a clear understanding that I was sleeping in her spot Mm -hmm. and she didn't want me there. Like, and I've been there before. This wasn't my first time sleeping there. I don't know why this night was different. I, I genuinely don't know, but she was pissed at me. And I felt it and I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And at the same time, I was so fucking scared. I didn't want to go into his son's room or to go down. Like, I didn't want to go anywhere else in this house because I have bad vibes in all kinds of areas of this house. So I needed to stay by him so he could protect me with his big self. But I didn't sleep at all. And she scared the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. So that's my other like thing that happened more recently that I can just, I still, that happened after I realized I was an empath. So the understanding of energy was a little bit different for me and interpreting the energy that I was feeling was hostile. Um, Not that she was going to hurt me. That isn't what I felt. It was just, she was just pissed. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, bitch, move kind of an energy um but yeah i watched the bed move and it scared the fuck out of me and he would not wake up which made it worse because again he doesn't sleep like that he's not a dead to the world sleeper and maybe he was experiencing his sleep paralysis and i didn't know that which is why she was there because she's only there when paralysis happens Mm -hmm. so i don't know but that scared the fuck out of me and i will never forget that that should happen to me ever so there there's my other ghost story i have no explanation for it what would your explanation be i'm really curious i don't want to tell you because i don't want to discredit it but 
I'm asking you and I don't think you're discrediting me. I I won't hear that. I'm really curious what your, you heard me share my spiritual side of it. I want to hear you. I'm asking you to share with me your logical side of it. So there's a lot of, I can't vouch for you actually seeing the bed shake, but Mm -hmm. as far as bed shakings go and people claiming paranormal experiences around it, especially on the verge of sleep, there's a lot of physiological evidence around it as to what causes it. Mm -hmm. And it's basically your your brain tricking yourself into it because you're in that realm. Like lucid, you're on your way to lucidity. It's super weird. It's not like hallucinating. No. It's different, but it is a very, very common symptom of literally being on that edge. Hmm. And honestly, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Okay. I don't in any way hear you say that you don't believe me or you're discrediting what I said. I have thought about that. Okay. Especially the first time. That was my first thought because I was like, what the fuck just Mm -hmm. happened? Like, and it scared me, but I go back to, I thought it was like a muscle spasm. I thought, Mm -hmm. which happens to me all the time. And it scares the shit out of me because I'm a giant baby, but I know when it happens and it's just a muscle spasm, right? Like where your foot is suddenly like, we're running while the rest of your body's like, we're shutting down. What the fuck are you doing, Jerry? Mm -hmm. Right? Like that is what I thought it was. But as the night progressed, And as the exact same motion continued to happen every time I started to fall asleep, that's where I question, could that phenomenon or or would that phenomenon happen the exact same pattern over and over to the point where even when I was not dipping into that semi-lucid state, I could still see the bed shaking. Yeah, I could see where possibly your mind would be expecting it to a point then. Okay. And kind of lull you into that sense of security where you're like, it's this logical brain. And then you're like, uh, more, I don't want to say illogical because that's not what that brain is. My abstract? Yeah. Side of your brain is like, but really, it's this. It's the girlfriend. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I think that your position is very possible. Okay. It doesn't change my opinion about what I experienced and what I saw, Mm -hmm. but what I would like to tell you is that your opinion, your explanation actually makes me feel better. Good. I'm glad it does that. Because I don't want it to be what I feel like it was. I don't want it to be this vengeful spirit who didn't want to share her sleeping partner. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want it to be that. So your explanation does make me feel better in thinking like, there's another explanation. And even though I still believe it was her. It makes me feel better. Yay. Yay. It's <laughs> <coughs> like, wait, I'm dying. <coughs> don't haunt me, please. No, okay, I won't. I don't believe in it anyway, so I'm not going to try. No, you should haunt me. You Please, if you go first, I need you to haunt me because I can't. I can't live without you. I will so. figure out how to just so for you. So if you go first, I need you to haunt me, okay? We'll come up with like a secret handshake, a secret ghost handshake so that I know up. it's you. I'll figure out the scientific yeah. way to haunt you. Yeah, with statistics. No, <laughs> That's how I'll know it's you. <laughs> Did you know that in 1987... <laughs> Bloody, bloody, blah. Oh, it's just daily, guys. It's okay. You're going to be the spirit that literally proves that ghosts are real. You're going to be the spirit who's like, wait, you cross over and you're like, you guys, I brought my science with me. We're going to prove all these fucking bitches. All my friends on earth need to know. Ghost explorers are going to be like, how did you die? I'm going to be like, ask a new question, bitch. (laughs) 
don't bring that fucking spirit box near me, Paul. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> Real. All right. So that was our ghost episode. It was a different twist on an alien Celeste taboo conversation, obviously, but I enjoyed it. I did too. Thank you so much for our fellow podcasters. Our podcast friends, thank you so much for helping us accomplish this because even though it was a weird twist to what we do, I think it worked perfectly. I had a ton of fun. I really did also. So you guys, we would love to hear your ghost stories, but also I think even outside of just sharing your ghost stories, I personally want to know if you believe in ghosts. Or do you not? I mean, yeah. Guys, if you have ghost stories or like ghost experiences, actually, let me phrase this. If you have evidence, send it to me. Send the evidence to Allie. Send me the ghost stories, but not the scary ones. I only only want to hear about the good ones. So like, don't send anything into Celeste. Only, only send me the family ones where it's like you got a hug from a family <laughs> member. Okay. Uh, but you are welcome to send us those things at our email, which is taboospodcast at gmail.com. We also have other socials, uh, taboos on Facebook, taboosapod at Instagram and Twitter. Also, we now have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. You can get things. All the things. Go check it out. The link is on our website. So amazing. Shall we tell them the exciting news about the Patreon? Allie shook her head, so stay tuned. Yeah, let's not dig into it yet. So we learned that there's actually a trick. There's There has to be a workaround to getting to our Patreon because we've been told we are mature content. Maybe it's because we talk about porn satanism we swear a lot too like, oh fuck yeah. we do yep. we swear a lot we're screwed yeah so yeah <laughs> you have to use the link through our website to get to our patreon and what is our website Allie? taboos.pinecast.co so if you go to that T- thing it'll be linked in all of our other socials too that too yes but just know if you go to patreon to find us you will not find us because we are in the x-rated section our rated section we're behind the black curtain. I'm thinking of like family video blockbuster right now. Do you remember that? Like the black curtain? The porn section? Yeah. Yeah. I was too young for that. I was too. Okay. But I remember the black curtain and I was always curious what was behind it. So now we're behind the black curtain with our podcast. I'm okay with that. I am also okay with that. So if you'd like to support us and what we're doing here, go check out that whole Patreon thing. That would be super cool. We would really, really appreciate it. We love all of the support you guys give us. Seriously, it is absolutely amazing. We are beside ourselves. We really want to grow to help spread these conversations. And we have some really important conversations coming up and we really want to get those conversations out to as many people as possible. So please check out our Patreon and support us if you'd like to. Again, we are so appreciative. We're going to figure out ways to give recognition and thank yous for listeners who are Patreon members. So stay tuned. We're, we're still just figuring it out. We're new here, you know, still have our training wheels on. Another exciting announcement that we wanted to talk about today is that tomorrow, Friday, October 23rd, and if you follow us on any of our socials, you will find a post that we will be running a giveaway on. We invite you to like that post, 
share that post, and submit a review for us on Apple iTunes and or Apple Podcasts. We still haven't really figured out what it's called now that Apple has picked up podcasts as well, but Apple, Apple of sort, and you will be entered for our giveaway. It can be any of the social posts, so if you follow us on Twitter but you're not on our Facebook, that's okay, and I'm so excited for you guys to see what uh, we're going to make the post about, so stay tuned for tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. This is our trailer. I know, but they don't know that yet. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Now my arm has been twisted, and I'm telling you that it's our fucking trailer. That is so cool, (laughs) and I'm so proud of. So, yes, you'll see it tomorrow. Like, share, and leave a review, and you will be entered for a Amazon gift card. Yeah. We have two. So two lucky winners. Get it, girl. Or guy. Or whatever you identify as. Get it, everyone. Everybody. (laughs) We love you guys. Seriously, we love you so much. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Taboos and uh, looking forward to all of the friendly ghost episodes. Looking forward to all the friendly ghost stories you have to share. I thought you were about to say looking forward to all the the friendly ghosts. I'm not opposed to friendly ghosts. I'm looking forward to all the evidence of the friendly ghosts. So uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Winners will be announced next Friday the 30th after our final episode of Spooky Season. And you guys, I'm so excited for it. There's the music. The suspense is up now. We have our last episode lined up, ready to go when we are stupid excited excited for this episode it's gonna be pretty magical on that note guys (laughs) do you be taboos Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.